Welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, Dana Manning joins us to chat about her new solo album, Morning Light, a fabulous chamber folk recording which features Dana's beautiful voice accompanied by violin, cello, flute, and French horn on a great selection of original and traditional songs. And it's not the only new release from Dana Manning. Dana has also released a fine memoir about songwriting entitled Many Moons, which tells the story of her three-decade career in music using 12 songs she's written to guide the way. It's a great interview, and we really hope you'll stay with us to check it out. We also include new music from Matt Sadi, Unfaithful Servants, The Sweet Lowdown, and Matt Padashuk. And we're starting off this way. This is Cassati with Train. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jana. Thank you. 
words I use aren't forgiving. Too many times, please forgive me. Tired hearts can't always sing. And if you've heard my insisting, too many times, please forgive me. Tired hearts can't do so many things. All this sweat that beats my brow, all these things I don't know how to bring me to what I really need. There's a place I've been missing where we can forget our misgivings. So leave me be on these shores, and you will see this little river is where I need to be. With all I do in persisting in modern life, please forgive me. Minds seek greater things Leave behind all your worries Recall what makes life worth living Loving hearts have greater needs All this sweat that beats my brow All these things I don't know how
friends make you happy And some friends let you down Some friends leave you laughing And some leave you on the ground Some friends try to help you Whenever they're around Some friends let you hurt yourself And they never make a sound My favorite friends are lovers My favorite friends are real The only friends I ever want Are friends that make you feel The last night and tomorrow Are all just memories The times we had Times we shared and times when we were free I'll never leave you lonesome and I'll never let you down I'll try to always love you and I'll try to be around I'll give you all my money and if money's not enough I'll give you all the time I have when the times are getting tough lives have left us some have moved away some friends they got married and their kids they watch them play some friends are still doing all the things we used to do some friends they're lonely and need a friend to help them through Just remember to always lend a hand Whenever you feel helpless You can always call a friend Friends are more important than your money or your fame They pick you up and set you down on your two feet again Friends they come, friends they go And friends they will remain Set you down on your two feet again Hi there, this is Moonfruits. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall.
Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with Cassati from Winnipeg, who have a unique blend of folk and jazz, with the wonderful and intriguing instrumental train. And that's from their sophomore release, This Is Just To Say. We followed that with Mrs. Orgus singer-songwriter Matt Zaddy, who blends together folk rock and modern soul with his song Little River from his debut full-length album B. And then the Unfaithful Servants from Vancouver Island with Friends from their self-titled debut. And the Unfaithful Servants feature Miriam Sonstens on fiddle, who was also part of the Sweet Lowdown, who you're listening to in the background, with Road to Renfrew from their latest album, Low Clouds in the Morning. Next up, Dana Manning joins us for an in-depth conversation about her latest album, Morning Light. But before we get there, from Morning Light, this is Charlie Lake. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Twelve. 
That's Dana Manning with Charlie Lake from her wonderful new Chamber Folk solo album, Morning Light. Now, Dana Manning is a founding member of Canadiana folk trio Trent Seven, who after three albums are currently on hiatus. And Dana's new album, Morning Light, was produced with the help of Stratford Festival alumnus Ben Bolt-Martin, who arranged all the songs for Chamber Orchestra. And it's an absolutely fabulous recording, with a wonderful and sumptuous feel and a great selection of original and traditional songs. And it's not the only new release from Dana Manning. Dana has also released a fine memoir about songwriting entitled Many Moons. To learn more about the new album and the book, we're pleased to welcome Dana Manning to Folk Roots Radio. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you so much. You must be pretty happy with the way this album turned out. I'm thrilled. It's very rare that I feel so good about an album when it goes <laughs> to the world. But I feel like I've had the experience. This is the seventh record I've worked on and put out. And I feel like I just have the knowledge of how to hire the right people and put a group of people together that will work well together. And I think it takes, you know, 40 years to figure that out. Well, it's really nice that you have the album and the wonderful book on songwriting as well, because I didn't realize until I was reading the book that, you know, you actually had a bit of a pop career back in the day, didn't you? I did. I was signed to EMI um, really young. I had actually made a record on a speculation deal with the studio. So I made this record. I got to do kind of my wildest dreams record. And at the time, I really loved everyone from... Gordon Lightfoot to Rage Against the Machine. And you, you can tell that on that first record. Um, it was then bought by EMI. And I kind of I kind of did have a pop career. My first single with them was very much an acoustic folk song called um, Half the Man. And then my second single was a pop song called My Addiction, which confused people, I think, greatly that I, that I worked in so many different genres. I think I've always been a folk artist, just may not have been aware of exactly what folk was at the time I was making my first record. And I think eventually the EMI deal that you mentioned, you was a speculation deal. I think that you did get uh, a significant advance, right, for for the second album. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I never really personally got significant advances from, from them, um, but I did get large budgets to work with on different records. So that was interesting and fun and was very interesting to learn that one budget didn't make a better record than the next that it was really about coming together and having vision and um the right people being in the room so after your original solo career then i think that trent seven came together yeah trent seven came together i i kind of was still just doing my own thing writing solo songs and then um em and i had a, a gig together and she actually heard me play charlie lake and had this idea for trent seven in her brain and thought maybe that i'd be the right person to do it with after i think i played that song <laughs> i was already kind of in the um writing in the genre we wanted to write in so there was the three of you there was M, laura c bates and yourself now Currently, Trent Seven would be M, yourself, and Lindsay Schindler. But I think you're on hiatus at the moment. Is that right? We are. We're not sure where what where we're going to take that project at the moment. Yeah. Which is exciting because now you have this wonderful morning light project. And 
I, I don't know. I mean, I said at the start, I just absolutely love this album. I love the way that you have blended these two worlds, you know, of the classical background and with these folk songs. It, they just go so well together. They do. And, you know, I researching things, I, I think there's a good explanation as to why. Folk is the genre of the people kind of in the popular world. And chamber is the genre of the people in the classical world. It was, you know, performed by professionals and amateurs in their living rooms for fun and still is. And same with folk music. I could completely say that about folk music. And I think bringing them together is a natural fit. And I did, you know, I um, did think of long about um, how it needed to sound. It really had to be around stringed instruments to me. Like I had to play acoustic guitars and banjos because when I played piano, it would be too classical, right? Yeah, it was really, 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 really fun trying to combine these sounds and redoing some of these old folk songs that I've come across traveling across Canada and including them was just a wild idea for me, but they really work side by side. I really wanted to try and um, break down time boundaries and genre boundaries. So let's talk about the first song we played. That was Charlie Lake. Now you mentioned, I think that was a song that originally went to Trent Seven. No, um, it existed before Trent Seven, which is interesting, and I've never recorded it. But it, I think it sparked the an idea for Trent Seven, and I wrote that song when I was living on the Alaska Highway, actually. And Charlie Lake is a pretty amazing spot. It's just north of Fort Saint John. And one night I was out there with a bunch of friends on the lake and the Northern Lights came out like we had never seen them before. And they taught me that night that if I whistled at the Northern Lights, they would dance. And so there was 15 people on a dock going. <laughs> and I really remembered the intervals people chose to, to whistle at the lights. There was, a, there was definitely a, a sound about it. And I was also always fascinated with Charlie Lake, because it's one of the places in North America where the earliest evidence of human life has been found. And there's this amazing cave up on the, on the bank where um, these artifacts were found by Simon Fraser, Fraser University. And yeah, there's just some, a lot of stories to the, to the lake and to the area. And I felt like those Northern Lights were the spirits of the lakes that were all tied to the lakes coming down to say hi to us. <laughs> we, we should mention that Charlie Lake is actually one of the chapters in your wonderful songwriting memoir, yeah. Many Moons. Uh, it is. It's a little chapter. And it was actually the first chapter I wrote, which was interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I love about the book is because every chapter in the book is about a song, it's actually a kind of lovely way to get to know you and get to know your history. And again, as we mentioned at the start of the interview, I really didn't realize, you know, the whole story about the EMI deal and how that all worked out. But it's it's actually kind of nice, especially now that both the book and the album are available. You can listen to the album and read the book at the same time, which I think is a great thing to do. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, it, the, the book actually kind of leads up to where I where this album comes out, which is really neat and how I got to this place where I found where I feel most comfortable and most like I'm in, at home like, because the album is entirely made at home and I'm born to classical musicians and it just feels like home. <laughs> I want to talk about the people that played on the album with you but before we get there what I'd like to do is play another track from it and we've selected you 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 so tell us a little bit about this song. 
This is actually, this is my favorite track on the album. They change every so often, but I've got to live with the album a little bit longer than everyone. But so this has become my favorite. So this features um, Franklin Braz on piano, um, who's, he's the musical director of the festival, Shakespeare, Shakespeare Festival Theater. And he's just a killer player. And it was so fabulous to have him on the album. He actually lives two doors down from me. So he's my next door neighbor. I wrote this song actually kind of about, you know, long distance love. And it, it has the wild drama of falling in love and then kind of the ease of settling into that love at the end. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Let's listen to it now. This is Dana Manning with You, You, You from her wonderful new album, Morning Light. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Listening. I don't ever want 
over the moon. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Dana Manning with You, You, You from her new album, Morning Light. Dana Manning's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. She's in Stratford. I am in Leamington, Ontario, chatting about a wonderful album and a book. And I just kind of love the whole idea. You know, I get the sense that you're very businesslike about the way that you manage your career. And I, I'm curious as to whether when you started the book, uh, did you always have in mind that the book and the album would be released at the same time? No. And in hindsight, I actually think putting the book and the record out at the same time was a bit confusing for people. But I I, I don't know. I, I like it. I think it was a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I love it. But, I, you know, I guess I, I, I like to, to learn why people, you know, write the songs they do. I mean, it's part of the reason why I love doing this radio show. When you decided to make this a Chamber Folk album, Take us through that process, because that's fascinating that you decided to go in this direction. Oh, yeah, it's so interesting. I actually started my um, my crowdfunding campaign for this album before I even started decided to do it as a chamber folk record. I had always really struggled with, I think as an acoustic guitar player, I had struggled with the traditional instruments of drums, bass, and electric guitar because the drums and me are doing the same thing. And we're constantly, you know, acoustic guitar is very much a rhythm instrument. Someone said to me this summer, everyone can play acoustic guitar. You can learn the left hand, but the right hand is your personality. It's who you are. I really love that because it's very true. So I constantly struggled with the percussive element of it. And I was invited to play folk songs from the 1800s with a group called Inner Chamber in Stratford. And they are, they have a series all all winter that plays different types of chamber music. They're always original shows. They're not booking acts that are coming through. They come up with different ideas. And so this was the brainchild of Andrew Chung, who plays all the violin on Morning Light. As soon as we had our first rehearsal, I went, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. I just really um, was a situation where my acoustic guitar could lead the feel and lead the percussion of the song with all these beautiful dramatic ideas coming around. And I always write really cinematically, like, like Charlie Lake's pretty cinematic and same with you, you, you. And I just felt this connection with Ben Bolt Martin, the way that he was arranging everything. I just knew immediately that this is what I was going to do. The other thing that was lured me in was the sound of the French horn with my voice. You'll often hear them, um, especially live, take over each other. And I loved that. Well, I, you know, I, I was sitting working on the interview today. And, you know, whenever I'm preparing for an interview, I always like to obviously listen to the, the music of the person they're going to talk to. But I just love the, the sound that you've achieved on this album. Tell us a little bit about how you manage that. One thing we talked about was opening up, you know, chamber music isn't necessarily just flute, violin, cello, and French horn like we chose. It can be anything. And there was a lot of talk about bringing in different instruments, but I really wanted it to, to keep to that those four. I loved um, the flute in particular, and in particularly the flute player, Laura Chambers, just has this unbelievable feel and um, sound to her flute that I can't, I honestly... Haven't heard it <laughs> duplicated. I fell in love with the sound in these musicians. And so I really did limit it to, to those four instruments with a few guests, my father and my mother guest and a, two piano players guest. 
but yeah, they, that was the sound that we used for 1867, which was our, sh our chamber folk show. And I didn't want to vary from that. No. And I just think it works. It turned out fabulously. Now, yeah. interestingly, you've put some traditional songs on this album. Was that something you wanted to do with these songs that had always appealed to you? They were actually from the show that we did. Because of that show, I had to do all kinds of research through all, you know, traditional folk songs and find which ones I wanted to present. And Bonnie Banks of the Virgio, I actually heard Stephanie and Daniel Payne do in um, Cowhead, Newfoundland. They're quite famous in the area. I think Stephanie's one of the best traditional singers I've ever heard in my life. She pointed me into the direction for that song. I didn't do exactly the arrangement they did, but I, but I took from the same places. It's, the lyrics are from one version and the melody is from a different version that were collected and they're put together, but I kind of made it into this kind of dark, um, <laughs> dark song. It's a bit of pretty dark tale. Um, whereas it's normally performed like, um, two young ladies went for a walk, da -da -da, and a light, like quite quick. And I made it into a, a very strange ballad. Um, Peter Amberley is probably the most famous log lumbering song, um, from the East coast. And I just can't get enough of it. That one, um, we wanted to give it a Gordon Lightfoot treatment. And so we changed a few of the chords to give it his feel. There's a, a B minor that happens that I think at the end of some of the verses that really give it a Lightfoot feel. And then the Weaver, kind of a controversial one to include, I think, in the Me Too era. What I loved about it was that these racy folk songs most of them were lost and because the men wouldn't sing them to Edith Folk as she was collecting them. And, you know, this one was, uh, I think, collected by O.J. Abbott from a man named Leahy somewhere in Ontario in the late 1800s. And then I think Edith got it from O.J. And there was, I did change actually one line at the end of the song that I didn't want to sing. It was so racy, you know. Um, but th there's something just so fun and whimsical uh, about it that I wanted to include on the banjo. And I don't know, I just felt like they fit in right in with what I was trying to do. <laughs> so there they were. <laughs> well, we've chosen Peter Ambly to play next. Let's listen to that. This is Dana Manning from her wonderful album Morning Light and Peter Ambly. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall.
Dana Manning with Peter Ambley from her new album, Morning Light. It's an absolutely fabulous album. The thing I think that is so cool about Dana Manning and the way that she's approaching her music career is the fact that she's also written a wonderful book about songwriting as well. It is entitled Many Moons. It's not quite a companion to the album, but it does take different songs that she's written in her career and writes chapters about them and tells the story of her music from her early solo career, her days with Trent Seven, and then I think takes us up to the present. Dana Manning as our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. I can't get over the fact that you've written this wonderful book. And, you know, I have to say, and I'm going to say this now, you're a really good writer. I'm <laughs> looking forward to the next one. Well, that's kind. It's so funny because I thought about, I, I actually made the book and the record simultaneously. And the amount of care I put into the record does not even compare to the, to the, with the book, I really had to go stream of consciousness and just let myself do whatever came out because I don't consider myself a writer. And I think if I was too hard on myself, it wouldn't have come out. You know, it's nice to hear that because I feel I'm, (laughs) I just didn't feel like a great writer. (laughs) Well, you know, I can't talk about the editing process that you went through, but I do know that when I sat down to, to read this, I, sat down and read and you know I think it was sort of half the book one day and half the book another day uh certainly I think when you're getting to know a songwriter it's a great way to do it and actually I'm starting to think other people should be thinking about doing things like this it was just really nice to to be able to see that I'm hoping to do another book with 12 different songwriters that's my next book 
Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And then hopefully they will want to write their own book. So the book and the album have been released. You actually, I think, had a release show in Stratford just a, a week or so ago at the Revival House. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, it was so beautiful. Well, I have a business in town called the Folk Army where I teach young girls to play and sing and write between eight and 18. And three of them opened the show in a songwriter in the round. So they each played two songs and it was so good and so charming. And then we took a short break and then we actually, we played the album kind of in succession. We played the back half of the album first. So we started with the Weaver and played through till reflections and then started with um, Charlie Lake and played through to the end. What was so magical about it was every single person who played on the record was available to be there and guest on the album uh, or guest at the show. And so it was extremely special. It just felt like a wonderful community night. And I'm so looking forward to doing it again in Toronto very soon. We have a, two more two more shows where we're going to do exactly this, play the album in succession and have uh, the Folk Army open up. That's right, because I think you're at Hughes Room in Toronto in just a week or so, right? Yeah, November 15th, we're there. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And where is the other release show you're doing? We're doing the Grand Theatre, the McManus Stage, on um, December 15th in London. Oh, that's going to be lovely. Well, you know, it's certainly, I was just checking out the pictures on Facebook, and if the the show is as good as the pictures on Facebook, it's going to be um, a wonderful show. I'm curious as to where the, the future lies as far as your music is concerned. You know, you've got this wonderful Chamberfolk album yeah. out there. When you tour, though, I imagine that often touring might be more of a solo affair just because of the distances involved. Well, actually, no, that's what this, you know, you said that <laughs> I'm pretty business savvy and I am pretty business savvy. This record is easy to tour because I can go to like to prefer to do is bring Ben Bolt Martin with me, but everyone else can be hired in the area. And so even in Toronto, we're actually not playing with the same musicians we're doing a, a rehearsals and um a rehearsal during the afternoon and we'll do the show at night everything's charted on paper and easy for people to play with the record they can just um kind of go through their parts and practice and then we do the show and it's actually probably more tourable than other things because i don't have to fly people or put anyone up in hotels i think that is a business savvy yeah. decision yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that, that's very cool, you know, because I think that's one of the challenges, right, with, the you know, making music these days is sometimes people can create this wonderful album, but make it really hard to tour simply because of the logistics and, and the financial costs involved. Yeah, and I did learn that from Trent Severn. I mean, we really did try to make records that we could replicate live, and it made life a lot easier. We just have one yeah. thing left to do, Dana, and that is to play the final song i thought we should play i get closer because I get we're, closer, yeah. we're doing a video call i kind of feel like we're closer but tell us a little bit about this song believe it or not that song was written for, about my cat mr kitty <laughs> and um kind of more about the human trials and tribulations through the eyes of a cat if that makes any sense it's the peter wolf of the album the flute plays the b bird, the marimba plays the fish, and the violin plays the mouse. And I loved how, I just absolutely loved how uh, Ben Bolt Martin arranged that. And my mother actually plays clarinet on that. Oh, that's beautiful. And, you know, Peter and the Wolf was one of my favorite albums when I was growing up. I used to play uh, it all the time. Cool. Yeah, maybe that's uh, why I love this album so much. Dana Manning, yeah, it's been wonderful to talk to you today. This is Dana Manning with I Get Closer from her wonderful new album, Morning Light. 
You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again. That was wonderful. Thank you. It's a privilege to be on your show. Well, I'm busy chasing birds. They're so pretty, haven't you heard? Every day I've been dying to catch a fish Oh, how I want one in my dish They've been eyeing me all day Making me a crazy waste But I got patience, can't you tell
And that's it for another edition of Folk Roots Radio. You can check out the whole of our interview with Dana Manning alongside lots of other interviews and radio episodes on our website at folkrootsradio.com. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with another track from Matt Padishuk with Sugary from his wonderful Steve Dawson-produced album, If Wishes Were Horses. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. We'll definitely see you next time. When they come to take you down When they bring that wagon around When they come to call on you And drag your poor body down Just one thing I ask of you Just one thing for me Please forget you knew my name My darling sugar Shake it, sugar Just don't tell them that you know me Shake it, shake it, sugar Just don't tell them that you know me You thought you was a cool fool Never could do no wrong Had everything sewed up tight How come you lay awake all night long Just one thing I ask you Just one thing for me Please forget you knew my name My darling sugary Shake it, shake it, sugar Just don't tell them that you know me Shake it, shake it, sugar Just don't tell them that you know me You still had to stand out in the pouring rain One last voice is calling you And I guess it's time you go Just one thing I ask you Just one thing for me Please forget you knew my name my darling sugary Shake it, shake it, sugary Just don't tell them that you know me Shake it, shake it, sugary Just don't tell them that you know me
Well, shake it up now, sugary I'll meet you at the Jubilee And if that party just don't come Well, I'll meet you on the rug One thing I ask you Just one thing for me Please forget you knew my name My darling sugary Shake it, shake it sugary Just don't tell them that you know me Shake it, shake it sugary Just don't tell them that you know me Shake it, shake it Don't tell them that you know me